Okay, question for you. Do you love to travel or do you travel a lot or do you want to travel a lot? If the answer of any of those questions was yes, you got to have the Chase Sapphire Reserve travel credit card. Sandy and I got it. We are loving it. It is absolutely epic. When you sign up, you get 60,000 bonus points. That's $900 towards travel. But beyond that, you get a $300 annual travel credit. You get five times points on flights, three times points on dinings and travel, 10 times points on hotels and car rentals. It's just nuts. If you travel, it is like the card to have. And we will drop the link in the bio. What's so cool too is if you use that link, you get extra points and we get referral points too. That's pretty cool. It's a win-win. But anyways, check the link in the bio if you're a traveler and let's get to the episode. Welcome friends. We are your hosts, Sandy and Wade, baby best friends turned husband and wife and business partners. This podcast is for the dreamers, the movers and shakers, and those who seek to attract their dream life. Strap in, getting magnetic in three, two, one. Like attracts like. If you see it in your mind, you can hold it in your hand. You just decide what it's going to be, who you're going to be, how you're going to do it. And then from that point, the universe is going to get out your way. This moment in time, this is your time to rise. All right, you're getting low vibe Sandy over here. Yeah, it's been it's been quite a week. It's been quite it's been quite a couple of weeks. I mean, we moved to Colorado, which is exciting and we we love our home, but there's been a lot of life happening and a lot of stressors. And how we're gonna start this episode is I know do kind of a life update. And a lot of people have been asking on Instagram, what happened to your au pair and all the things? So we're gonna do the full what happened to our au pair story and segue into just kind of probably a free-flowing conversation of where we're at and the evolution of love and marriage and getting into parenting and how that shifts the chapters and everything of marriage. But where do we want to begin? I'm literally crying as we're recording this because it just there's just so many emotions. Like it's just been a really hard like couple of weeks and like I just feel so out of alignment even like recording this because I'm just like, who the hell are we to be doing episodes on marriage when we're just having such a hard time right now? But um, yeah, so if you've been following along, we had an au pair come here from Switzerland a couple of weeks ago, which has been like my life dream, like in terms of becoming a parent. Like I really wanted to have a Swiss au pair like move in with us. Um, and there was a lot of reasons behind that. Like I speak Swiss German. And I had a Swiss au pair growing up. So I had this dream of like, you know, having the culture alive in my home and like being able to teach like the language and stuff to our daughter. And we thought we found the perfect person and um, she was great at first. And I want to preface all of this and say like, she is a good person. I'm not trying to talk shit on this person. I just think <laughs> um, this person literally was not cut out for this job. And I think doesn't know what she signed up for, but it was a big commitment and process on our end I'm going to say my end I really did all the work um sourcing the au pair and finding the agency and scouring dozens and dozens of people's profiles reading through all the interviews watching their videos like it's a very thorough process to find someone but we had narrowed it down to this gal and we've been talking to her since 
what would you say, like late January? Yeah, probably. And it's like now April. Um, and we had multiple like FaceTime chats and got, I thought, I don't want to say to know her pretty well, but like a good vibe mm-hmm. and feeling and, and good gut feelings all around. Yeah. Which usually steer us right. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, she came to America on April 7th. She'd never been here. We picked her up from the airport and, um, the first minute, the first minute within the first minute within us picking her up from the airport. Um, we're like, how was your travel? Like, and keep in mind, it was like 10 PM on a Friday night and I wanted her to have a warm meal. Cause I knew she'd been traveling all day. So the only thing open was Chipotle. So I got her a Chipotle bowl and we pick her up and we hug her and we're like, welcome to America. And, um, she's like, yeah, I cried the whole way here. And we're like, gosh, we can imagine like, it's normal to be homesick. It's probably going to be an adjustment, but that's okay. Like we're here to listen. We want you to feel comfortable and safe with us. And she's like, honestly, I almost didn't come. And we're like, probably a red flag there, which we probably were like, okay, we're going to pretend that we didn't just hear that. Yeah. Like that's a little too open, like so within the first minute weird. of meeting $10,000, um, to have you come here, um, and for a year to live with us, 12 months to living with us, to helping us with our one-year-old and our pretty soon newborn. And it's an incredible, and you almost turned around and it's an incredible opportunity for you as a 20 year old to come to a new country, get to go to school, um, get to immerse in the culture, work on your English, get to live with a family. And, you know, we had told her how much we travel and that that was going to be a big part of it. And she was like, oh my gosh, I just feel like this is going to be a good fit. It was actually cute on the, one of the video interviews mm-hmm. I asked her, I'm like, do you have a good feeling about us? Like, do you think this could work? And she was like, I'm hearing my belly and it's telling me yes, which I think she meant a like, good gut feeling, gut feeling, yeah. right? So anyway, yeah, she gets there. And like, one of the first things was like, yeah, I don't know if this is like, I almost didn't come. I almost didn't turn around. And we were like, oh, and I was like, I can't believe she just said that, but maybe it's a, a like a cultural difference where she, you know, maybe she doesn't realize like you don't really say that. But anyway, um, the first three days they're here not to work like the, you know, there's jet lag, they're coming over, they're getting accustomed, they're in a new home, a new country, all the things. So the first three days, you just kind of immerse as a family, they aren't doing any childcare, anything like that. So we have a room set up, we had some I know Sandy printed some pictures of her family and framed them. We had flowers, we even we had some little Swiss things like all all the stuff, we try to make it as welcoming as possible. And the first three days, like we, you know, would got to know her and we would talk and we would make meals together and we made a Swiss meal together. And we would, after dinner, we would put cam down and then we would just talk and like, yeah, it was, it was good. It was fun. It was like, Oh, this is going to be good. Um, and then she started Wait, on you have, Monday you have to before Okay, on the drive, like right after she said she almost didn't come. I was like, who dropped you off at the airport? And she was like, my whole family, my mom, my dad, my brother, my sister, and my boyfriend. And we were like, you have a boyfriend because when we signed the contract with her a couple weeks before that, she didn't have a boyfriend. She met him three weeks before she came to America. And then she just starts like on the whole 45 minute drive home, telling us like how she met him, how much she loves him. He's the one they're going to get married. <laughs> and we're like sitting there like young love. She's hey, 20. He's 25 or something. Concerning. Um, just cause I've been there. I know what it's like to be a 20 year old and think that you're in love. And I can imagine how hard it would be to be like, peace out for a year when you think like that you're meant to be three weeks in. Wow. 
Wow. So that yeah. was that was another major red flag. Yeah. I was like, Sandy, ignore this. Don't judge her. Like, don't let this affect. Like, everything's going to be fine. She still came, so she's going to follow through on her word. But these were a few of the things. Yeah, a few things. The very in the beginning. first hour, and then so the three days passes, and then she starts working with Cam, and, and like during the day, and we kind of notice like she's obsessed with her boyfriend for sure. Like every moment she can, whether Cam's napping or or after hours, like she's FaceTiming him and all the things and which is, you know, young love, it's fine. But really started to realize and understand like her presence was more, her focus was more, when can I talk to my boyfriend and all the things and like, it was more like waiting for that. And it wasn't being present with Cam. And as you know, anyone who is a parent or as toddlers or young children, they're developing and they they need presence. They need you to be there with them, to be at their level, to look them in the eyes, to care for them. And it's a big part of their development. And so pretty early on, Cam kind of felt her energy and was kind of like, uh, who's this chick? And Cam is very intuitive and very, she loves people. Like she'll just walk up to people if they have good energy and just kind of like hug them or play with them or say hi or I've whatever it is walk up to people and sit on their lap yeah sit on like, their lap oh is. so cute and early on cam was like not having it and she would literally just start saying no no and she would hit her and cam's not really a hater like occasionally she'll if she's like dad don't do that she'll like give me a hit to be like no but saying no no like pretty early on we're like oh they're getting used to each other and all the things and sandy and i Cam obviously noticed it first, but she just wasn't present. And then the, as the days went on, she started to be like a little moodier and a little mopier. Would make eye contact with us. Yeah. Like, um, very like just blah energy. Very blah energy. Like we, we are a high vibe family. Mm-hmm. And I started feeling uncomfortable in my own home. Like I started in the morning when I would come down to the kitchen, I was like, okay, if she's in there, like, um, you know, what, how do I, what's the first thing that I should say? Like, I'd start like mentally preparing myself. Um, and then when I would see her every day, I'd always ask her like, how'd you sleep? Like, I would just always ask like, did you have a good rest? And it was usually like, terrible, no, horrible, not good. Like always negative. I was like, geez. And she never reciprocated. I'm like, do you ever think to be like, how'd you sleep? Or, oh my gosh, you're super pregnant. How you feeling? Nope, nothing. It's all about her. And I was like, this is weird. Like, this is super, super weird. She's so out of touch and like really started feeling like, okay, this is very entitled behavior. She's super ungrateful. She doesn't want to be here. Like we, and Wade and I hadn't talked about this yet. This was just something I think we were both maybe feeling, but didn't want to say it out loud yet. Mm -hmm. So this was kind of like the first week, but we're like, Hey, it's a huge transition. We just moved to another state. We had an amazing nanny that we love that you know, we left in California. Shout out Lindy. Best of the best. So obviously Cam's coming off of that of like, oh, where'd Lindy go? Um, And now we have a new help that's here and we're all just adjusting. So maybe it's just, just a lot of new things. So uh, then- It started to be like, be like okay. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So then I ha- we have to share the thing about last Saturday. This, yeah. Wait, so, no, first Mexico. Before that. Oh, what? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Day before yeah, yeah, yeah. For Mexico, um, we threw a barbecue at our house. Um, and we know like 12 people in Colorado and we invited all our 12 friends. And I think 11 of them were able to come. So pretty much all of them were able to come. It was amazing. Great party. And we had told her like it was her day off. We're like, you don't have to 
like, we'd love for you to be a part of it and meet our friends and stuff, but don't want you to feel like you have to. And she's like, no, I want to, I want to. I'm like, okay, great. And there was a nanny we know coming over to meet her, to be like, I know what it's like to be abroad. Our friend's nanny. nanny. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. To be abroad and to feel out of place. So like, I want to get to know her and like be friends with her and show her around and all the things. So we told her that too. Like you have someone else who wants to meet you. Yeah. Like she's, you know, been homesick and all that stuff. And it's just cool to meet someone else that's like kind of been through what you've been through. So we were like, okay, it starts at two and it was her day off. So she's like, I'm going to spend the morning, like watching a movie with my boyfriend on FaceTime can I come up around like one uh, 30 and I'll help you get ready. I was like, you really don't have to help me get ready. I'll do everything. And she's like, no, no, I want to. I'm like, okay. I mean, if you want to, if that's how you want to spend your day off, certainly. So she comes up around one 30 in the kitchen and I'm like prepping food. And she's like, Hey, we're not done with the movie. Do you care if I finish it? I was like, yeah, that's fine. People will be here around two. So people start arriving, whatever. Okay. It's four ten. <laughs> it's four ten. So like, over two hours after this started and she still hasn't come She's been in her room like all day or like basement. Yeah. All and day. so I feel awkward because I keep telling everyone, people are like, are we going to meet the au pair? And we're like, yeah, she's here. And I'm awkward, feeling awkward. Like, did she fall asleep? Like, is she still jet lagged? Like, why isn't she coming up? I actually went downstairs at one point and her door was closed. So I'm like, do I knock on the door? Like, this is so weird. Like, and then our friend, our friend's nanny was here she had drove like 30 minutes to come meet our au pair. And so now I'm feeling like extra pressure and awkward because I'm like, like she's here to meet her. She didn't have to show up. She wanted to like make her feel welcome. And this is weird. So I just sent her a WhatsApp message and was like, Hey, we'd love to have you come up and meet everyone. Like, are you planning on coming up? Like just kind of put it out there. And then she comes up and, you know, just, could tell she didn't want to be there and like yeah. awkward energy. And I'm feeling yeah, awkward like, energy. God, like people are probably like, Oh, this is okay. like, Oh, good luck. Yeah. It was just <laughs> a weird, weird vibe. So I was yeah. like, okay, that was a re- really huge, like red flag. Um, anyway, the next morning we left, we're going to Mexico. Mexico and it was a work incentive trip that we earned. We could have brought her on or not, but she was like a weekend and new. We're like, no, we should bring her. We shouldn't leave her home alone for like four or five days while we're in Mexico. So we, we paid for her flight for her. Uh, she just had a separate hotel room, all the things for her to come. She was super excited, never been to Mexico or anywhere like Mexico it was on her bucket list. Like one of the places she wanted to go. So she's like, how amazing that my first week with you guys, like I get to experience Mexico. Mm-hmm. So her flight was about $400. Her room was about $1,600. Like you do the math. We're already a couple grand into like having her come. So, and travel days are a work day with an au pair. So they're on the clock, no matter what. If it, like, so we, we knew that. And so we get on the flight. We get on the flight. And <laughs> like, you know, when you bring someone to come help, and if you have a toddler, like it's a lot of flying with a, with a toddler. Oh man, all they're the, all over the place. Things like the strollers, the extra bags, the this, the that. And then the biggest thing is them on the flight. They just want to be active and do things. And like Cam's not sleeping on, on a four hour flight. The whole row, like we have the whole row for us four, right. And, um, we get on and the au pair looks over and she's like, I don't know if you guys, if I told you this, but, um, I can't stay awake on flights. And I'm like, what do you mean? And she's like, I just fall asleep. So, um, 
I'm going to pass out now. And we're like, what? She's meanwhile, she's on the clock. She's on the, she's working. Like, not that I want to be like, I'm ignoring my child and you have to do everything. Yeah. It would be nice if she could like engage with our toddler, toddler, maybe read Some her of the times holder go up and down the aisles with her yeah. give pregnant mama, Sandy, a break and let Wade have a break too. Like, so we can, so we could sleep. So we could read like yeah. paying you to be here. So she passes out. Sleeps the whole flight. Guys, she slept probably three and a half hours. Wade and I kept looking at each other like, is this happening right now? Like, <laughs> and then she's sleeping. And then the descent. <laughs> Apparently toddlers, like when you descend in elevation on a plane can get a little, like their tummy can well, get upset and they can throw up. It's been on like 30 flights. And this yeah, that's never true. Happened. Never happened. And so we're on the descent and Cam starts like crying a lot. Pulling yeah. Her crying her ears, which like normal, we're trying to get her water or liquids or something to help her ears. And literally all of a sudden I have breastfed Cam in over a month and a half. And I literally feels like like, longer than that. I know. Um, and I literally like put put a towel over or like a, whatever shirt shirt over and like pulled out my nipple and offered to nurse her. Even though I don't know what the heck are you doing? I was trying to nurture her. I'm like, what does she need? Like, like, you know, the sucking of, so it helps your ears. Like, cause they don't know how to clear their ears. Yeah. And she just all of a sudden, like straight face looks at us and just blah, projectile vomit. Sandy catches it kind of in her hand. So now Sandy is a full, at this point, the au pair is up and she, Sandy is a full hand of puke. Cam goes to projectile again. I catch the next one. And, and the au pair apparently can't quote unquote handle puke. So she's looking away. And with a look while, of disgust and like gagging. Yeah. And like fake, not fake, but like that. Yeah, like gagging and we're just catching because that's the one thing i can't do and i'm like meanwhile we're wait, catching wait, pukes wait. in our hands we you, have you signed up for a child care position you've worked in a daycare for five years and you can't deal with vomit if you're signing up to take care of a toddler you need to be okay with boogers mucus poop. bodily fluids poop pee like vomit like blood like literally everything yeah. And so we now all have full hands of puke and Cam luckily like stopped and she just starts handing us wipes while looking away out, she's the, looking window. out the window and she's just handing wipe after wipe. And I'm like, what, what do you want me to, do? I'm like, I have hands full of puke and I, I'm like juggling the puke, trying to get it into something. I get all the wipes somehow miraculously 80 wipes later, yep. we got like most of the puke away and gone which was miraculous but but we were soiled like my oh my gosh shorts everything we we were covered i had to change when we got to the yeah when we landed through customs all the things yeah and we had to strip her down we walked off the plane with cam justin in a diaper it was legendary she gets the mexico and meanwhile cam was fine right when she after she threw up she's happy she's all good she's like oh and so she's strutting off the flight in her i think vans and a diaper and it was just super cute but people were like who are these parents? And meanwhile, we're kind of covered in puke and all this. And things. I'm processing like, wait, I thought we brought her to help to help us, and that was not helpful, like at all. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that was a little bit weird. So anyway, we get to Mexico, and she proceeds to tell us uh, the main thing she wants to do in Mexico is see a cenote. Mm-hmm. That's her main focus while she's there. Cenotes are great, but I was kind of like. Does she You're here to work. This isn't like a vacation for her. Like we're here on an incentive trip. Like we actually have a meeting to go to. We have some dinner parties. Like we brought her to help. She's there to enjoy it, but like she's working. Yeah. And she'll have off hours. She only works 10 hours a day, but Max. like she needs to 
figure out how she would do that. Like when she's not working. So I was like, it's a little weird how much she's talking about this, but I, I told her, I'm like, yeah, just go to the lobby. You can talk to the excursion desk. Um, I don't want to be going to an, the cenote, but you could go, I'm sure they'll, they'll have buses. And she's, she worked every day. We were there from 12 to 10. And so I thought, oh, maybe you could go on a cenote at like a 7am excursion, be back around 12. If they're not back till one or two, no worries. I'll stay in the room while Cam naps so that you can have that experience. She never followed through. She never went and did the cenote thing, which I think she was a little bit butthurt about, but whatever that was on her in Mexico. She just progressively started getting like oh mopier. God. And like moodier, not outwardly, more passive aggressively, like inwards. And just like where when you know when you're around that person and they're just mopey and like moody or like, but they aren't even saying anything. You're like, whoa, what is what's going on with this person? Like that was the energy the whole time. Meanwhile, Cam is now full on, I know this person and I'm not, I don't vibe with them. Oh just God, Cam would be like, no, no, no. We felt guilty leaving cam with her and cam would like fight it so hard and she doesn't she has never done that yeah like ever with really. anyone and so many people have asked us like do you think something bad happened no 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 i don't think she did anything yeah. like i don't think she shook her i don't think she hit her i don't think she did anything like that i just think cameron is an intuitive baby and she, she didn't like her energy. energy yeah she knew she didn't want to be there and didn't want to be there with her and all the things so it gets progressively more and more awkward like yes. through Mexico and like we aren't really awkward people like it's hard to have like an awkward energy with us because like we're just open and yeah high vibe whatever and one night we get back from a dinner and meanwhile in the morning she would just be in her room and then at night like Cam would be sleeping and she was in a room obviously like she'd be taking care of Cam but or watching making sure Cam stayed asleep but one night we got home from the dinner and we were like we were like all right you I remember you were like we got it we got to talk about this. And I was like, Oh my Sandy. So cam noticed it first, then Sandy, then me, I was left. And we were like, we, we talked after dinner and we were like, is this working? Like what's happening after like an well, hour of us talking? This, it was my birthday on the trip. Oh yeah. I thought this was super weird. It was my birthday on the trip. Mm -hmm. Like we talked about like the day that we flew there was the day before my birthday. And so Wade would be like, like at dinner that night, he's like, it's Sandy's Eve. Like we're going to wake up tomorrow and it's her birthday. Like this girl knew it was my birthday the next day. Like she follows me on Instagram. Like I was resharing people's posts. Like the next day people were walking up to me in Mexico, like happy birthday. Like you're the birthday queen. Like there is no way she didn't know it was my birthday. She never wished me a happy birthday, which I think she didn't like, acknowledge it. No, she just said, oh, I've always been bad at birthdays. Like I was like, oh, we're going out for Sandy's birthday dinner or something. And she's like, oh, that's right. I've always been bad at birthdays. Like that's how she responded. And I was like, this is so odd. Like so I weird. always go, like, maybe I'm extreme. Like I go above and beyond for people's birthdays. But I was like, well, normal just, human behavior, especially when you live together and they brought you on the trip and they're your employer, like you. You wish you them a happy birthday. Yeah. yeah, she never said it. So I was like, this is getting even more weird. Like there were just little things like that where I'm like, I feel like she, I was like, babe, I feel like she doesn't want to be here. Like, do you think she just misses her boyfriend so much? And she's so homesick that she's like dying to get out of here. And so I called the agency. Oh yeah. At night before we walked back, walk back to the room and had this conversation, I called the agency and we were like, how do we handle this? Like, we have a feeling that she doesn't want to be here. Like I, she has like one and a half feet out the door. Like, I feel like she wants to leave, but she doesn't want to like cause drama. And so they were like, oh man, okay. Have the conversation, blah, blah, blah. So we get back to the room and we're like, uh, you know, we're we're like, basically just morning. like, yeah. 
Hey, do you want to be? The bell will be here at 9 a.m. Um, you know, make sure you're packed. Hey, before we head off to bed, um, just wanted to touch base. Like, how do you feel like this trip has been? And she's like, really good. And we're like, we're like, really? Uh, really? Okay. Um, are you like, how do you feel overall? You know, you've been here with us for almost two weeks. Like, are you happy? Like, we know you definitely miss your boyfriend. You talk about him a lot. You're on your phone all the time. Like, I don't know. Like, well, at first she was just like, good. And then we were just like point blank, like, do you want to be here or do you want to go home? Yeah. And then like, then she could tell our, with, by the way we said it, she's like, oh, like this, I, oh gosh. Like she's like non-confrontational, like very passive, but was like, I have to s- respond truthfully here. But she just kept saying, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. I miss my boyfriend. And we're like, okay. So long story longer, we were like, sleep on it. We'll talk about it the next day. The next day is travel day. We travel home. We're on a sh- hour shuttle from the hotel to the airport. She sits in her own row, doesn't make eye contact with us, never once looks over to like offer any help with Cam. I also, it was at the point where Cam's energy with her, I felt guilty. Like, oh yeah. I was like, I got to hold Cam because I'm doing wrong by my daughter if I we even hand her, her over. And the yeah. whole bus would be like, whoa, what's going on with that, with that Strange baby? Child. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But not even other. But she didn't even offer. No, yeah. not she even, even other things. Not even body like, language. I don't know. Like not even like you know offering like oh here's one of her books you can read her or mm-hmm. let me grab that bag like nothing. It was just like we're just so paying, awkward. We're just paying for her vacation and she's just tagging along. It was very awkward. So anyway, the flight back happens. She also sleeps the entire flight back because mm-hmm. she can't Cam didn't puke. Cam did not puke. Cam was super happy, but all over the plane, all over. Like she's a joy, but like it's parents, you guys know how exhausting it is to like not even entertain, but like make sure your child is not everywhere and touching everyone all over the plane. You definitely like feel bad about it. It's like an energetic, you're like exhausted after physically. This is like the longest life update. Yeah, yeah. This is like the most of the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Which is we'll have like a quick, quick C block ending. I know. But a lot of you guys want to hear this. Like we've been sharing it's a good this story. in our stories on Instagram. And I've probably had over 250 messages of people being like, need to know what happened. Like we're in the process of getting an au pair. Or we've thought about it. We've heard nightmare stories. Like, what do you wish you would have done differently? Or what do you, you know, give me tips, blah, blah, blah. And we're going to get to all that. Can I, one observation I have. Yeah. Um, Storytelling is like something that like lights you up to like, you're we're storytelling right now and yeah. you started this like that you're getting low vibe sandy crying. today and you're crying now you're in more kind of normalized sandy I'm mode living it i'm like Whoa. but you are i feel your energy like sitting right next to you and like storytelling so just that's good to know right you I already know, know that. but yeah. storytelling and like doing that all that so all right we get back the whole you know we're going through customs or traveling home from mexico all the things like not only do we not have help but it's like also this just super awkward energy like she's not even willing to like kind of look at us or say anything or yeah it's just and then like at one point i'm like okay she didn't eat breakfast this morning before we left we did she's probably hungry i should ask her and like as our au pair like we're responsible for paying for all her food and taking care of like some of those you know those expenses and so i asked her at one point i'm like are you hungry and she's like yes and i'm like okay let's get you some food so we get in line she orders food and like I pay for it. And then she just like steps aside and waits. And I'm like, I just don't understand this. Like, how do you not like, 
yes, I'm no going to pay for it. I'm going to pay for it, but no gratitude. No, like, thank you so much for lunch or like, I appreciate it or any acknowledgement. And I'm like, this just feels like, I honestly feel like I'm being used. Like I just cannot with this like entitled, just, it, I was like, uh, it like hit me in that moment. I'm like, I feel like we adopted a teenager mm-hmm. that's like her parents sent her away to like teach her like how to, I don't know. That's what it actually did feel like. It, yeah. yeah. It felt like we like adopted she was a our 20 year old daughter, like adopted her, but yeah. not like a grateful daughter. No. <laughs> oh my God. So anyway, we get back and, um, we like brought it up that night. We, um, we told her like, you she know, wouldn't bring anything up. We always had to go to her like, Hey, let's talk. <laughs> like, which is yeah. fine, but yeah. So we, we told her like, Hey, you know, um, the LLCC or whatever they're called, the, the people that are, you know, the agency people, they're going to give you a call. They want to kind of hear how you're doing. And we've already talked to them. And, and I, I was like, I want to give you a hug. Like, I want you to know, like, it's okay. There's no emergency. Like, you know, we'll figure it out. Like, if you don't want to be here, that's okay. Like you're not forced to do anything. You're not you know, yes, of course we agreed to a year together, but like, if you don't want to be here, like we don't want you here. Well, at that point too, from the time in Mexico that we talked about and then called the the agency, we knew we didn't want her. Yeah. And so we were still open and not saying, Hey, you got to leave, but like definitely positioning it. Like, like the energy was kind of like you're leaving, right? Like, yeah. not like, Oh, we're open. If you want to no. kind of if you're open, we knew there was no way she could change your attitude. We're like, this is just, this is going to be a miserable year. Oh, that was one of the things she told us. She said, I cry myself to sleep every single night, which is sad. We had to like get it out of her though. Yeah. Which is sad. I don't want you to cry yourself to sleep every night. She's like, I miss my boyfriend so much. I cry myself to sleep every night. And I'm like, okay, you've known him for three weeks and you cry yourself to sleep every night. Like this is just, I like, I'm not here to just like, therapize is that a word therapize mm-hmm. your therapist <laughs> um so anyway i was like she doesn't want to be here like she wants to leave so the agency asks the au pair you know it's like a gracious move to be like can you give the family two weeks while they find a replacement and so she was like listen i i will do that for you because i feel bad but like obviously the sooner i can get home the better and like Wade and I looked at each other like, hell no. Sandy goes right into mama bear mode. Like you don't cross Sandy. Like once you cross Sandy, you're like on her shit list. And she's like, oh no, I'm stepping in. Yeah. Like I was like, yeah, I don't, we don't need the help anymore. Like we'll figure it out. We'll have an unbalanced life. We'll lose sleep. This was we'll a Friday me. night. Yeah. Sandy was basically like, you're going to have to leave this weekend, like preferably tomorrow. And it's Friday night, preferably tomorrow, Saturday, Sunday, the latest. Yeah. Well, because <laughs> what happened was I said, okay, and that's nice that you're willing to stay the two weeks. I don't think we, you know, you don't care for Cameron at all. And Cameron doesn't care for you. Does not care for you. So it wouldn't be a good two weeks for anyone. So I think, you know, we'll just go ahead and move forward with, you know, you going home. And I said, when do you think you're planning on going home? And she goes, probably sometime next week, I'll, you know, look at the flights. Actually, she's responsible for paying for her flight home because she's breaking the contract. So what she, I think, was doing was shopping the flight rates to see like, oh, I'll leave whatever day is the cheapest. And I'm sitting there like. It was such uh, awkward energy. Yeah. Like like, in our home. You can't just stay here for like another four or five, six days to save a couple hundred dollars on a flight. And we felt guilty. Like uh, we weren't going to leave Cameron with her. Like that just wasn't an option anymore. 
So then this is like one of my favorite parts of the story because it's <laughs> yeah. fucking unbelievable. Oh yeah. Like I cannot believe that this happened. And there's so many parts we skipped over. Oh yeah. But we're just giving the high level, but she goes, yeah, I'll probably leave some point next week. And she goes, um, would it be too much to ask? Could you take me to the shopping mall to get American souvenirs? And Sandy's actually, pissed I was, at this no, point. I actually remember I was so shocked. You were shocked and you I, said, I, yeah, I said yes. I was like, meanwhile, I was like, I, said, I, I drop you at the shopping mall. Like I just responded like I was blacked out. And then Wade was like, wait, what do you like? What do you mean? What do you need? Like the whole you- time Sandy was kind of the bad guy. So I was like, I have to at least play somewhat nice guy. So she's not just like totally demoralized. Yeah. But in that moment, yeah, like, mm, wait, why go to the shopping mall? Think about it. She's quitting on it. She's been here like two weeks. You're going to bring back souvenirs from that experience. Like, what? And you want me you want us to ride you and like to and from go with you or wait in the parking lot while you like meander the mall. And then we're, and then Wade's like, well, what do you need? And she's like, well, I want to get some souvenirs and I want to bring back some American food like mac and cheese. Yeah. Like you guys have this thing here called craft mac and cheese that we've never tried. It's and fake I, food. Yeah. I want to bring some of that home because we've never tried it. And also those oatmeal hunks that you guys get from Costco. I want to get some of those. She literally wanted me to drive her around town, like grocery shopping and to the mall to get American things. I literally could not believe it. Meanwhile, I will say if she was like, just missed her boyfriend and was super homesick, but was like sweet and compassionate. Totally. We would have been like, oh, of course. And we'll drop you off at the airport. Like, sorry, this didn't work out. But like, it, it was not like that. that. Yeah. No, no gratitude. Very awkward. Very moody. Like, yes. So then she goes. And also, can you drop me off at the airport? And I was like, mind blown. I, this is when I like hit me. Like, it was like rage. Like, all I could see was fire. <laughs> and I was like, so. I'm saying this with love, but I honestly am wondering if there's like a screw loose because do you understand that you, we've been working with you for a couple of months. You committed 12 months to come be here with our family. You decide to make, you know, get in a committed relationship a couple of weeks before you get here. Now you cry yourself to sleep every night and you miss him so much that you're deciding to leave. And now you're leaving us with no childcare a few weeks before we're having another baby. We have no family here. We have many businesses. We have so many things that we're juggling and we're now going to have no help because you're just leaving high and dry. And you're asking me if I wouldn't mind taking you to the shopping mall and drop you off at the airport. (laughs) Do you understand how unacceptable that is? That is a no, no. And so I told her, I was like, I'll gladly pay for your Uber, which is so nice of me. But apparently also contractual, we had to provide her a ride to the airport. But I'm not taking you there. And so anyway, she like she gets all butthurt, like get all butthurt, holds it in, but like wants to cry. Yeah. And Awkward. I wasn't trying to be mean to her, but I literally couldn't. You weren't trying. You were a little mean. Well, I will say it wasn't out of line, no, but like, and I told her even throughout all this stuff, I'd hug her and I'd be like, I get it. Like you're someone's daughter. Like, this is scary. You're 20 years old. You came to a new country. Like I totally had compassion for her situation and all the stuff. What I'm also like, you signed up for this. Like, I don't know. The whole thing was just so like messed up on so many levels. So anyway, she talks to her parents. Um, she, they end up booking her a flight and then she comes back upstairs a couple hours later and she's like, I need the Uber by tomorrow at 11. And I was like, great. 
Wade's going to book that right now. We'll get that coordinated. I need to tell you something. And keep in mind that night, our girlfriend, Lisa was in town and like, she was like, let's get Thai food. And she ordered us Thai food and she paid for it, which was so nice. And the au pair put in her order, you know, all the things she wanted with Thai food. And then like, we set up the table, like she never comes up to eat. She just leaves it there. It's like getting cold. And I, I bring up to her, I'm like, I need to point something out to you. Like, I want to teach you a lesson about life. And I really hope you hear this. And it's all around gratitude. I'm going to give you a couple examples. Lisa came into town. She bought us Thai food tonight. You put it in order. You never came up to eat. It's here getting cold. And you know, you don't even say thank you. You don't even acknowledge how much is provided for you. And now you're coming up and demanding that the Uber's ready at 11. We will have your Uber ready at 11. But could you say, by the way, thank you so much. And I'm sorry for what I've put your family through. Like, could you own it? Could you anything? Like, and so I told her, I'm like, you know, thank you goes a long way. Like, it's just, I I really want you to learn that. Like, maybe that's the whole reason you're here is to learn gratitude because like you have none, like it's everything about this whole experience has like been a huge disappointment on our end. So anyway, that's kind of like how it ended. That's nanny gate. Yeah. She left. It's been called nanny gate by people on social media, by the way. She left the next morning. Of course, gracious Sandy. I made her a whole snack pack. It had RX bars. It had beef sticks. It had all these things. And I'm like, as she I took her to the bank. Yeah. Wade took her to the bank to get her, get her money cash out, out that we'd paid her for the, she actually started walking to the bank and I was like, and it was starting to snow. And I was like, is she, Oh, Oh gosh. And so I turned around, picked her up. It was pretty awkward, but I helped her get her cash. out. Yeah. And then I give her the snack pack and I was like, do you, do you want, I don't want to force you to take these, but do you want these? And she's like, Unless you want me to buy my own food. I was like, no, you can, uh, no. I mean, do you, will you eat this? Cause if you'll eat it. And I was like, and if you want to switch out any of the flavors or grab more bars, like help yourself. You have a long day of travel. I want to make sure you're nourished. And she's like, thank you. I was like, oh my God, like this girl, like, so anyway, we walk her out to the Uber and it was so awkward. Like Wade gave her like an awkward side hug. I gave her an awkward side hug. We stood there and waved. She didn't wave. She just, I said, good luck. Yeah. You said, good luck. She just peaced out. And that was, that was, that the was end it. Of that. That's the end of nanny gate. And so, so I, yeah, we, we are currently in, um, a mode. Oh, 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 the yeah. next day when she left that same day as she left, like an hour later, we go on a walk with Cameron and she falls asleep on Wade, which is like, she doesn't do that anymore. And we're like weird. And then as the day goes on, she's feeling hot. What, what do you know? 102 points sleeping on us all day slept on us all which day. it was a snow day we got six inches it was like this beautiful cozy saturday snow day cam wasn't feeling too hot yeah. but she was like napping on us it was a very precious day it was a precious and the day. energy cleared right after she left oh, the whole house yeah. was energetically cleansed by the way i still want to get some sage and like actually go cleanse the basement but um anyway then Cameron vomits again. Like Cameron doesn't vomit a lot. She has maybe four times in her life. And then it happened last week in Mexico. And then it happened a couple of days ago. Um, so then she vomits and we're like, this is weird. Maybe she got like a bug in Mexico. Well, fast forward Sunday, well, Sunday, she's feeling better. Yeah. She starts to develop like little, little rash and stuff. We line up, uh, childcare for the week in the mornings to help yes, us through her nap time through a friend of a friend that was yeah. willing to help us Monday through Friday. We're like, yes. man, we could get back into oh our rhythm. God, so like, much content to catch up on. We got lots so to much do. work to do. Like we have been dropping the ball. And then we wake up Monday morning and Cameron has blisters all over her mouth. hand, foot and mouth. 
disease, and foot and mouth disease, which is harmless, but very contagious. So we basically have to hunker down as a family the whole week. And it's just wrenches are being thrown in life and the plans everywhere. And and of course, these are first world problems. They're yeah. way worse things. But just at this stage of life, like having just moved, being super, super pregnant, my body is feeling it like tension is high. And there's been a lot of crying over here. Honestly, I just feel like it feels like kind of like lonely, like like I kind of feel homesick in some ways. Like I just want like help. I'm like, can like my dad come over or can my sister come over? Like, can someone come help? And I'm like, we don't have that. And so th- there's just been this like heaviness this week. And so anyway, that's kind of a life update. That's where we're at. We will figure it out. We are currently in rematch with the agency. Um, by the way, I know a lot of people are going to ask what the agency is called. It's called cultural care. And I do want to say, I do believe the au pair program is amazing. I just think this girl was not a fit. You got to work to find that right match. And sometimes it's not on the first one. We've talked to a lot of people that are like, it took me two or three matches until, and now I talked to a buddy the other day. He's like, it's, we're on our third au pair. I want to adopt her. She's amazing. The first two were not. And so sometimes it's just something we learned for anyone that's like considering this for childcare. Um, we're very lax people. And we had the approach of like, we're good to you. You're good to us. Like, we'll all love each other. We're flexible. We can't do that. We have to be very strict and like outline house rules. And like, I don't want to be the house mom. That's like, you're not allowed to use your phone when you're working, but I realize I have to do that because she was literally on her phone the entire time. So I'm like, structure creates freedom. We need to create the structure, which then they know what there is expected of them. We know what's expected of us. And that creates freedom once we know that stuff. So So, learning lesson, learning lesson, create very like very outlined house rules about, you know, phone usage, car usage, TV usage. Um, if they have a curfew, if they're allowed to have guests or overnight guests, um, cause that started being a question. She's like, when my boyfriend comes, can he stay here? And we were like looking at each other, like, shit, we didn't even know she has a boyfriend. Now she wants him to sleep at our house. Like, this is awkward. We're not really comfortable with that, you know? So just getting clear on all that stuff up front. So it's not awkward and yeah, putting everything in writing about like daily schedules and Whereas we were like, this is kind of what we do. No, it needs to be like, this is what you do at this time and at this time. And so, yeah, anyway, that's where we're at. We're currently looking for a rematch. We're hoping to connect with an au pair that's actually already been in the States for a year with another family and their contracts up and they love the experience so much that they're like, I'm ready to experience a new uh, state or town and a new family um, because they already know what to expect. And we'll be able to get that reference from the previous host family. So that's kind of where we're at um, currently. And um, I know it'll all work out. We're just like very much in the thick of it at this time and not knowing like literally what the next hour will be like. Like that's just kind of we're. I really don't like saying like survival mode, but it kind of feels right now like we're in survival mode. Yeah. And that's, that's the life update in the A block and the B block. And we'll go right into the C block. But with all of that, like everything has been happening in life. Life is cyclical, right? And it's seasonal and there's chapters and there's stressors and a part of life is highs and lows and stress creates strength actually in all the things. And it's all how we, it's our perspective and how we react to it. And and do we stay down or do we get up and do we fight or do we this, but all the, the stressors of one, having a toddler. This is the first time we've had a toddler. Then the stressors of we're welcoming a new baby. Sandy's in the third trimester. Like then the stressors of moving and then the stressors of, okay, we're going to find childcare and no pair. 
And then the stressors of the au pair leaving. And then, you know, Cam has hand, foot, and mouth this week. And so all of this like adds up and stress adds up. And so it's led to it just being real, like tension between Sandy and I, and our energy and our focus is everywhere else. And you realize sometimes you're like, whoa, where is my marriage prioritized? Like, where is that on the list? Like, okay, we're taking care of Cameron. We're figuring stuff out. We're making sure the business keeps going. We're doing all these things. We're taking care of everybody else, but are we taking care of us? And so I think the C block is the human connection is is relatability and is relating to each other. And that's why we form community because we have things in common and can relate to each other. And so I think we are connected with you. It's that human connection. If if you're if you've ever been through those periods of of a relationship or a marriage where you're like, oh my gosh, why has the tension been so high? We've been out of alignment. We've been focused on so many things. And oh Cam just got up from a nap. She's coming to join us. How are you, baby girl? Crying. I was watching her on the monitor. I had to go grab it. Yeah. Say hi. Can, Can you, you say, say hi? Daddy, you're doing. We're in a podcast. We're finishing it up right now. You're a special guest. You always are. Um, and so, but with stress, I mean, there's a there's a quote, right? Stress on the vine creates the best wine. Uh-oh, there's Cam on the mic. Heck yeah. And there's been stress on the vine over here lately. And I think our goal in with the personal development, the mindset stuff we do is. Let's produce the best wine from it. But right now, when you're in the thick of it, it feels tensions are high. Stress is high. It affects things. It affects the marriage. And we have to focus on coming back to our foundation and making sure that that's strong and growing it. But we can relate to you if you're in a season or a chapter where you're like, oh my gosh, like we're parenting, we're this, our marriage hasn't been our priority or we're we're fighting more or there's tension or misalignment. We feel you, we see you, we're connected to you and know that this too shall pass and it'll there's some silver lining there to make you stronger and better as a couple or as a person and Sandy and I are very focused on how can we individually be better from marriage 365 interview last week it was like i think Megan was like i'm just going to figure out how i can be better and then as a result maybe our marriage can be better and so our marriage is good we get we've been getting in tension and fights lately but that's kind of our life update nanny gate and uh the evolution of marriage, right? Things shift. The marriage, there's different chapters and parenting is a new chapter for us. Oh, I'm going to get camp. Okay. So guys, thank you for listening. Um, April was all about marriage and relationship and alignment. And I hope you got some great nuggets from it. And you realize like no one has it figured out. We don't have it figured out. We're working on it every day. I really, really enjoyed last week's episode too. If you didn't catch that with marriage 365, go back and listen. There was like tangible tips and takeaways. Um, Wade and I have started implementing that uh, weekly marriage business meeting. We've done it um, twice now since that recording. And um, it's been great to just get on the same page about things. So, so many good things. I hope you um, share this with someone that maybe needs to hear. And very excited for you guys to hear what's going on in May. Wade and I are still mapping it all out and getting all organized with it, but May is going to be a great topic as well. And as always, we're always open to feedback. If you want us to talk about a certain topic, if you want us, if you have questions about something, we're an open book. You can always send us DMs on Instagram. Um, please subscribe to our podcast. Please write us a, a five-star review if you feel like we're amazing and you love the podcast and you've learned something or you've laughed with us or you've cried with us or you've gotten anything out of it um, or share it with a friend. That's how it's going to keep growing. So 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Sending you so much love. And I appreciate you listening through all of that. If you made it through, because I literally feel like I just was in a therapy session. All right. Love you guys. Bye. Only those that can see the invisible can do the impossible. So remember, you are magnetic. Magnetic.